During my first year of nursing school, a student described, our professor gave us a pop quiz. Now, I was a conscientious student and had breezed through the questions until I read the last one. And the last question was, what is the first name of the woman who cleans this building every morning? Surely this was some kind of joke, I thought. I had seen the cleaning woman numerous times. She was a tall, dark-haired Hispanic woman, but how would I know her name? I handed in my exam, leaving the last question blank. Before the class ended, one other student asked if the last question would count toward the grade. And the professor answered, absolutely. In your work, you will meet many people each day. Every one of them is important. They deserve your attention and kindness, even if all you do is smile and say hello. I never forgot that lesson. And I also learned that her name was Juanita. What about us? Do you know the name of the janitor at your work or the name of the woman who you always see at Dunkin' Donuts when you get your coffee in the morning? Or how about the post office worker or the gas attendant? Let's even get closer to home. Do you know the names of all those who you see in the church every week? How about the newer members who've joined our church? Or if you're a newer, newer member, how about the old members? Noticing those around us and then expressing God's love through a welcoming smile, a kind greeting, a polite acknowledgement, and especially through an encouraging, uplifting word can mean so much to those around us. And from the Christian point of view, such deliberate actions of love incarnate our faith in a very concrete manner. We can't talk about our love for God if we don't offer sincere love to our neighbor. Divine love for neighbor can never occur in abstract intentions and ideas. Love must be tangible and actual. St. Paul describes this type of agape love in one of the most beautiful chapters of the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, when he says, Love is patient and kind, not boastful, not arrogant, not rude. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not insist on its own way. Before all else, divine love means noticing the other and then acting in a Christ-like manner. Kindness, gentleness, goodness, politeness, joyfulness, and the such can be concrete ways of expressing God's love to others. Our society has become so rude and mean-spirited. We often simply ignore those who pass by, or sometimes instead of offering a kind word, we are quick to say something harsh if they annoy us. We almost think it's a badge of honor that, oh, we're being sincere, we're being honest, so we can say whatever comes to our mind. That's not the Christian way. Whenever I walk past someone on the street, in a store, or in an elevator, I always try to look the person in the eye and greet them with a joyous smile. Of course, most people keep their head down and simply want to pass by without acknowledging me. Divine Christian love is, first of all, noticing the other and then responding in a Christ-like manner. We should just talk about, we can't just talk about Christian love, but we have to live it. We see 
tangible examples of we see a tangible example of this in the gospel story of today. We hear about a rich man who lived a very prosperous yet isolated life. Every day he ate sumptuously, he dressed exquisitely, he enjoyed every day in celebration and festivity. Right outside the door of his gate, however, laid Lazarus, a pathetic figure suffering in his poverty from illness and want. Although Christ condemns the rich man in this gospel story and praises Lazarus, we must take care to note why Jesus condemned the rich man. The rich man's sin wasn't his wealth. The church does not see riches and prosperity as sins, although the Bible clearly warns us about the dangerous temptations riches and wealth can create for anyone on their journey toward God. Wealth and comfort can turn us away from our dependence on God. Riches can harden our hearts against the needs of others. Comfort and material security can make us feel proud, thinking that all these thinking that all these good gifts are something we deserve, forgetting that all that we have, our talents, our abilities, our brains, our opportunities, everything we have is a gift from God. Basically, wealth and riches are a dangerous temptation because they can lead us away from faith. Yet despite all this talk about riches as a dangerous temptation, today's gospel doesn't focus on that. Instead, it points to another danger. The gospel contrasts the fact that just outside the door of the rich man laid a person, Lazarus, who was suffering deeply. Each day that the rich man walked outside his door, Lazarus was there. And every day the rich man returned home, Lazarus was there. The gospel lesson of today is all about compassion and kindness, about noticing those in need around us and not ignoring them. The deadly sin of the rich man, which condemns him to hell, is his inability or, more likely, his unwillingness to notice the poor man's plight right outside his house. He either did not want to see Lazarus or more likely consciously ignored the desperate figure. And by ignoring this person, by not taking the time to notice and see Lazarus as a child of God, the rich man failed in one of the most basic principles of faith. He didn't see Jesus in front of him. From the beginning of time, when Cain asked God, am I my brother's keeper? And God responded quite bluntly, yes, yes, you are Abel's keeper, your brother. Each one of us is our brother's and sister's keeper, even if we don't know that brother or sister. And not only is the person outside our door our brother and sister, they are also Jesus Christ himself. I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was naked, I was alone, I was sick, I was in prison, I was in desperate need. Did you notice me? That's what Jesus asks each one of us. Whatever you do to the least of my brothers and sisters, those, whatever you do to those who are right outside your doorstep crying for help, you are doing to me. Noticing those around us and offering a smile of love a gesture of kindness, a word to lift lift up somebody and encourage another. These are all ways we live out our Christian faith, ways that are very simple 
yet profound. And by noticing others, we actually acknowledge Christ. So today and tomorrow and throughout this week, whenever we pass by a person who might be cleaning our office building or whenever we go into the post office or get a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, notice the person right in front of you and give them your full attention. And the next time you walk past a homeless person or someone who may seem a bit confused or lost in life, who are struggling with maybe an addiction or mental health issues or some other struggle that they're going through in life. Notice them. Be present to them and offer concrete words and actions of love and kindness. Notice the one in front of you. 